Welcome to Three Beers 2. My name's Waterhog. I'm joined by ZJ and Mr. Fab. We're going to be drinking three beers to a variety of different topics. <laughs> what did I fuck up? Mr. <laughs> Fab. I know. <laughs> I can't I can't not say that. <laughs> you're, you're stuck. I was trying not to look at you because I was, you're stuck I was just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Three Beers 2. My name's Waterhog. I'm joined by ZJ and Fab. We are uh, drinking three beers to a whole bunch of different sports topics. Our first beer we're drinking is a Orange Avenue Wit by Coronado Brewing Company. It's kind of like a jacked up blue moon, I would say. It's really, really good. One of my favorite beers I have it on tap downstairs. Our next beer is an Orange Blossom. It's a Mandarin wheat beer, and it's brewed by Huss Brewing from Arizona. And our last beer is an Orange Cream Ale. It's got a picture of an orange cream skull in the front by Breckenridge Brewery. So we'll see how that tastes. It's a nitro brew. Uh, looks like it's pretty good. So with that, we'll just jump right into our first weekly segment, which is Beat or Leap. Beat or Leap. All right, let's jump into it, man. Beat or Leap. I'm pretty pumped for this one. Uh, a lot of stuff's happened this week, guys. Yeah, it's been an active week. NFL kicking off oh, the preseason. Week one. I mean, this is awesome. So week one preseason. My, uh, I'm going to start with my leap. I don't know if you guys uh, read about this guy, uh, Sheehy Giuseppe. Awesome story. Awesome story. Uh, was completely uh, broke, right? He flies to Miami. He hears the Browns. They have this open tryouts. From a friend of a friend, flies down there, runs out of money, so sleeping on like the grass outside of a hotel or something, talks his way onto the practice field, earns a spot in the team, and last night, uh, I think it was two minutes left in the fourth quarter, they yep. put him in, kind of a Rudy moment, and gets uh, punt return duties, ran a super fast 42, I think it was like a 4-3 something. 4-3-8 really is four, three, eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah, super awesome. So they kick it to him, I think he's on the 15-yard line or something like that, takes it to the house. Just puts the Jets on. It was an awesome story. I really hope he makes a team. If it's not the Browns, I don't care. Just I wanted to see him in the NFL. I love these like feel-good stories. It's just amazing. So really happy for that guy. Really, really happy. And I'm really happy for my beat segment. I, I'm not a feet guy. I'm not. <laughs> but when it comes to Antonio Brown's feet, huge feet guy. Have you seen the pictures of this thing? I have. Yes. They look disgusting. They are nasty. Nasty, nasty. is understatement. We talked about this last week, right? Shows up in a hot air balloon. Big badass, right? Yeah, Here I yeah. am. Boom, straight to the pup list. Can't even perform. So we found out why this week. Was it on Hard Knocks? I don't I th- Someone broke it on Twitter. Yeah, it came out after the Hard Knocks episode aired, and everyone was like, did HBO know about this? And did the NFL force them to sweep it under the rug? But then it was confirmed. It Doesn't definitely matter. happened. Like, it broke on Twitter. Went to a cryotherapy chamber. Wasn't using the proper foot protection, which I assume there is such a thing. That's when the thing that drops it to like negative 250 degrees or something like that, right? And yeah, it helps sitting there for like five minutes and it makes recover. you recover a lot faster. Okay, yeah. So the dude doesn't wear his socks, let's say. And he's got these nasty, they call it extreme frostbite. I don't know if that's the case, but huge blisters and that, oh, it's just disgusting. Do yourself a favor, go look it up online. It's awesome. It's truly awesome. I just can't. This guy is such a diva. The Raiders wasted a third to fifth on this guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I'm sure Gruden is losing his mind. And I'm sure the people of Pittsburgh are very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're very yeah. sad to see Antonio Brown doing this at a different NFL's team. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Fab, you're up. And that brings me into my beat, which is the Antonio Brown helmet situation. So I, I haven't heard about People this, are yeah. saying that actually, as of right now, the number one reason, because... Antonio Brown has gone radio silent and is no longer communicating with the Raiders. Oh, my God. The feet played a part in that, but also the NFL came out with a new rule. Basically, they tested all the helmets that people wear, and if your helmet didn't meet a certain head impact protection threshold, you're no longer allowed to wear it. 
the helmet that Antonio Brown has worn for the last nine years is not allowed to be worn anymore. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady have also had to have their helmets changed, but they did it and they moved on. When the Raiders told Antonio Brown about this, because if he wore it in a game and was caught, the Raiders would be punished as a franchise. I don't know if it would be a fine or a draft pick or what they haven't said. Would be kind of crazy for that to happen because the NFL has been like, hey, you can't wear that helmet. Here's, you know, 10 other different ones that you can wear that everybody else in the league wears. Also, they're safer. Right. Exactly. You would think that would be a thing too. Like, this will maybe prevent you from getting a concussion. (laughs) A win-win, as they call it. Anyway, Antonio Brown's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And they're like, no, you have to. And he threw a fit and was like, well, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers don't have to do it, so I'm not doing it. Storms out of the practice facility. The Raiders staff find a video of Aaron Rodgers at Packers training camp wearing the new helmet that he has to wear. <laughs> they text it to Antonio Brown and be like, look, Aaron Rodgers is doing it. So he comes back, pretends like it never happened again. A few days or a week later or something, they catch him. He took his old Pittsburgh Steelers helmet and had someone paint it to look like the Raiders helmet and tried to wear that out to practice. No. Oh my yes. God. And I think it was Mike Silver on Twitter who reported it. And he said it was painted to resemble but not fully replicate the Raiders paint job. <laughs> that is insane. So Antonio Brown's like, I need to wear my helmet. I have to wear my helmet. And he had some like, I don't know, bootleg or amateur artist do it. Because I feel as though if you went to a professional artist, they could probably get pretty close to the Raiders logo. Yeah. You know? Silver, black, pirate on a shield with a patch over his eye. Done deal. Not that difficult. Not that no. difficult. But it was bad enough to where people were like, wait, that's not an actual helmet. So they, like, pull it off him, and he tried it again just recently. And now he's like, well, I can't play with that helmet. I have to play with my helmet. And What a diva. Yeah. He's a giant child, really. Yeah. A man-child. Yes. So that is my beat, the Antonio Brown helmet situation. He's two for two right now in the beat segments, his feet and his helmet. (laughs) And then my leap are English rugby players, and specifically Christian Wade, because the Buffalo Bills signed a – Premier League rugby player from England, Christian Wade, he's 28 years old, had like the third most tries last year in the Premier League, which I think is their equivalent of a touchdown. When that dies. sounds good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tries real hard, gets a lot of tries. <laughs> tries Great real guy. hard. Anyway, he uh, was on the practice squad and uh, is on the training camp roster as a running back. He's like fifth on the depth chart right now. They put him into the game again in the fourth quarter, similar to the uh, punt return for the Browns. They give him the ball one time, and he rips off a 65-yard touchdown. Yeah. And the crowd went wild, and all of the other running backs and his entire team ran onto the field. Super pumped for him. He had no idea what was going on. He's still brand new to football. He didn't actually know that he had to get off the field. He wasn't sure what happened after <laughs> a touchdown. Classic. And this was not the first touchdown scored in the game. Like, the Bills had scored two or three other ones prior to this. Yeah. But somebody still had to, like, come on the field and pull him off because he didn't know idea what He was just happened. hanging out on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, just, whatever, man. Let's yeah. go. So party. that's my league. Good for him. You know, he started playing football less than a year ago. Yeah. One carry for 65 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I Fantasy love, owners, take note. Take note. <laughs> I love those stories of, like, uh, people who do, play different sports that come over to football and do well. Oh, my goodness. All right. ZJ, you're up. All right. So uh, for my beat, uh, I'm going to go with a a study by the Aspen Institute Project Play. It's a survey that most kids quit sports by the age of 11. Uh, Average time they participate is about three years. And uh, parents are under a lot of pressure, too. They uh, shell out about thousands, thousands of dollars a year. Uh, especially in travel expenses. Uh, so a lot of kids are just kind of quitting, mostly because it's not fun anymore. Uh, but leading into my lead, 
is a kid, 23 years old, Nathan Patterson, who uh, hadn't played baseball since he was a junior in high school, shows up to a Rockies game, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, gets in front of a uh, pitching machine and uh, throws, a, throws a pitch, one crow hop, 96 miles an hour. Uh, gets put on Twitter. Uh, the internet starts following him. Uh, the Oakland A's pick up on it. Billy Bean's like, I need to sign this guy. Signs him to a uh, major league contract or a minor league contract and is uh, starting to pitch for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so that is my lead. How much does that pay? How much does that pay? You know? uh, I don't know. Yes. Uh, I think a minor league contract's pretty pretty low. Yeah. Uh, but you go to a game and you get... You get a oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like... So apparently about a year prior, he was uh, trying to uh, come back to pitching. He uh, he was thrown about 92, uh, was working out with a bunch of coaches. Um, he actually did the same thing at a minor league game. I don't, I forget the name of the team. It was a triple A team. And some dude came up to him and was like, Hey, where do you pitch? And he was like, I don't pitch. I haven't pitched in like four years. And you're like, what do you mean? You don't pitch. I, you should be pitching. Let, let, let me get your name and, and I'll, I'll, hit, so I'll hook you up and, and stuff. So, uh, he's been working out, uh, prior to this, uh, supposedly he got into a car accident and that kind of derailed him. And then this year he tried it again, went to a Rockies game through 96 and the A's found him and. Yeah. Here he is. What was that? What was that movie way back in the day where the kid? Oh yeah. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. That's, that's yeah. a great story. He throws story. the ball back from the you know bleachers in center field yeah. to home plate or the pitcher or something because uh, yeah, amazing. freak arm accident. Yeah, freak arm accident. Yeah, it's like rubber band in his arm or something. Yeah. I I watched that uh, video Twitter video of that guy and he was hitting ninety four. I think he hit ninety six once. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was hitting ninety four and then ninety six once. Yeah, uh, I love the crow hop. I, yeah, a lot of the comments were, "He's got a crow hop." Yeah, people were like, "Dude, so you there, have, if like, you if you dig deeper in, there are a couple of videos on Twitter of him actually pitching. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or what, but he's throwing about ninety two, and he's got a slider. He's got other pitches. He doesn't yeah. just throw fast and straight. That's awesome, man. Uh, so good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. How do you guys feel about the beer? The uh, Orange Avenue Wit. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's like a it is like a better uh, Blue Moon. It's pretty tasty. Refreshing. Yeah. It's nice when you put like an orange slice in it, kind of like a blue moon. Yeah. I would say it's a little bit better. I don't know. I can definitely see what they were going with the orange part of orange wit because there is some orange flavor in there. I picked up on that. Yeah. Pretty refined palate. Uh, So yeah, I'm getting notes of orange for sure. All right. Way to try this one. We were in Arizona last weekend and this is an Arizona brewery and they, this beer is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So this is the orange blossom uh, from Huss Brewery. It's a mandarin plus wheat. So... Uh, let's open it up and give it a shot. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, while we're drinking this beer, let's talk about the NFL preseason week one. I know we got some games tonight, uh, but let's talk about games that have already happened. So, uh, tell me, tell me your thoughts. I can start off if you guys like, um, I, I watched obviously all the games with you, Fab, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of Josh Rosen, man. I, I kind of trashed him last week, but I love what he did. He was super accurate. He was, uh, he was crushing it. He led him to a touchdown drive, and uh, oh, no wait, uh, did, was it a touchdown drive or was it uh, was it a pick? It was a pick. Never, I lied. I lied. So he's 13 out of 20, 191 yards and a pick. Uh, but it it was a great body of work. I was very very pleased for him. Really really happy. So uh, hopefully he does well there in uh, in Miami. And then I watched uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, man, he did awesome. He only played one drive. He was six out of seven, but the one incompletion was a. Um, Illegal touching, a receiver went out of bounds, touched the ball first. So technically it's an incompletion and a loss of down. So he looked great. 
It was 44 yards, but he, he just threw the ball quickly. His offensive line is garbage, as we all know, but he was able to evade and escape. He got sacked once, but that wasn't his fault. It was a snap count thing. The center snapped it early, and both uh, tackles didn't move. So that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I was super happy with it. I, I, I'm very excited. He has a, kind of a baseball-esque sidearm throw he used several right. times last mm-hmm. night. And I think that's going to help him. I know he's shorter, and people want to trash him for that, but I don't know. I think uh, I think the future is bright in Arizona. Uh, I will uh, I'll go off the quarterback theme as well. I, I watched a little bit of the Giants-Jets last night, and I was actually – uh, satisfied with what I saw with Daniel Jones, uh, five for five, 67 yards, uh, touchdown, uh, only played one series and I, I liked what I saw. I mean, it is preseason, it's first game, but I'll take it. Um, I know there was, uh, some controversy in the, uh, jet giant world, uh, how they broadcasted the game last night. Uh, they, they had the giant announcers and a lot of jet fans were complaining, uh, that they didn't talk about the Jets whatsoever yeah. uh, during the whole broadcast. So I'm sure for all you Jet fans out there, we're probably pretty pissed about that. I'd be uh, upset. I'd yeah. be upset. So, I mean, I could see that. Uh, also, the game uh, was delayed for, I don't know, a couple hours, I think. Uh, it was like a lightning storm delay. So. Yeah, I saw people filing out of the game, and then we yeah. switched over. Yeah, to I, I stopped watching it after yeah, that. At that point. Nothing better than a preseason game that's delayed for lightning. Yeah. Right? yeah. We still got to get it done. You know, it's not like these <laughs> games don't count. We need well, a record in the record book. Preseason. Somebody's got to go 0 one Somebody's got to go 1-0. and Preseason NFL. These are important games. It's so important. Preseason's like non-alcoholic beer. It's just not really uh, – <laughs> It's the O'Donnell's really of the right, NFL right. season. <laughs> who who iced the kicker last that, night? Was uh, it Ron Rivera? That was, no, uh, Sean McDermott. With Sean the Bills. McDermott. Again, for those of you who think that preseason games do not matter, oh you are God. actually incorrect. Uh, right before, I think it was halftime, the Colts were lined up to kick a field goal, and it wasn't a super tough one, and obviously the game was not on the line. The Bills were up 14 to nothing at this point. Again, before halftime of a preseason game, and the Bills head coach Sean McDermott calls a timeout to ice the Colts kicker before he kicks a field goal, which is awesome. Like you got to respect the dedication to the game. Like win at all costs. It doesn't matter if there's nothing on the line. You still go out there and compete. He still made the field goal. Though. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he do the total kicker thing where they hike it anyway and he runs up and kicks it? I don't, I don't remember if he did that or not. I. Yeah. Which again, it's preseason for the coaches too. So Sean McDermott, maybe this is why he's got to work on his timing. He's got to work on the timing. Yeah. To be, like you got to give the ref the heads up, and say, "Hey, yeah. I'm going to ice the kicker," and then you want to ice it right before the center snaps the ball, so that the kicker still has to kick it and see if he makes it or misses it. Absolutely, getting his yeah. It's kind of like an art. Right? It is. It, it is. Yeah. So that I mean, actually, yeah. Kudos to Sean McDermott for getting that out of the way. He also was challenging plays too, working on his throwing motion of the red flag. <laughs> So, How'd it look? It was good. It awesome. was good. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, ready for playoffs, but he, he's ready yeah, okay. to start, you know, week one. Playoffs. 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 Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, obviously I watched the Bills game. Josh Allen, 6 of 11, 66 yards. Not great, not terrible. Uh, but I did like what they were doing play-calling-wise. They were throwing the ball over the place. In fact, they didn't run until either the second or third offensive series. Wow. So they were just awesome. Hucking the ball around, you know, he was not in shorts. He wasn't football pants with pads on. It still looked great. Uh, Can throw the ball pretty well. Uh, Accuracy, you know, we're working on it. Like you said, Kyler Murray was six of seven. Josh was six of eleven. So (laughs) I watched some of the velocity and it's insane. I don't know how people catch those balls, man. And then the defense looked pretty good too against the Colts. Ed Oliver's a beast going up against uh, Quentin Nelson, probably the best guard in the NFL. And Ed Oliver, you know, a rookie in his first preseason game ever. 
held his own. He didn't get any huge sacks, but he was uh, creating some pressure in the backfield. So I mean, encouraging signs for the Bills. I think people kind of underestimate pressure, you know, how it can change a game with yeah. the quarterback and stuff. I love it. I love it. And so sacks are awesome, but it's uh, it's not the best stat. I, just, I would take pressure all day. For oh, sure. yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, sweet. Well, let's uh, let's do our other normal weekly segment where we throw a child's toy or a dart at a map and figure out uh, what misconnection we're going to talk about with City. So Zeej, got it. Got it. Solid contact. Solid contact. Nailed it. Good follow through. And the City is... Bum, bum, bum. Track's upside down. Uh, oh, that's an upside down. We got we to gotta reorient it. What is and... that? And... Ooh. New York. New York. Oh, oh boy. God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I mean, this is going to be amazing, I think. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. What do you guys think of this beer so far? This is one of my favorite beers of all time. Uh, it's excellent, actually. It's I, amazing. I, I love it. it I'd yeah. say it tastes more creamy than this creamsicle beer. Yeah. Beer. It's, it's awesome. I can't believe it's a beer, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's really, really good. Again, I can see what they did with the orange. I'm picking up the orange notes. Also picking up some vanilla in there, too. It's called Orange Blossom, but I am, like, when I just stick my nose in there. Yeah. I'm picking up notes of vanilla. Notes of yeah. vanilla. I love it. No, it's really good. Yeah. I, uh, I I thought it was the orange cream ale at first it's not, yeah, because it's... of how it tastes. I think you're going to be disappointed with the orange cream ale. I have a feeling I will be as well. Let me, uh, let me talk about this week's hashtag, guys. We're still going to use three beers, too, so spell out the word three beers and then the number two. And uh, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, your expectations and, uh, for your team. Or maybe you give us your own beaterly. Give us something funny uh, that uh, you see in this week's news or something dumb that some athlete's done. And just talk to us. You get to win a $20 gift card Amazon. Uh, so let us know. Three beers, too. Hashtag three beers, too, on Twitter. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you first, DJ, while uh, while Fab's looking at our misconnections. Uh, I got a question for you. Do you uh, believe there's an attendance problem in the MLB? I read an article today saying that's. Uh, attendance is shrinking and that uh, future stadium size is actually to become smaller because of that. And uh, wh- wh- how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I haven't personally seen the article, but um, I know that's been an issue and Major League Baseball is trying to do a lot of goofy things. Uh, they actually just announced that they're going to have a game out in Iowa where they're playing. The where Field they, of Dreams. Yeah, where they have the yeah. Field of Dreams. Uh, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of silly at the same time. Uh, again, they're using my Yankees. Uh, they did that with the, uh, Red Sox this year. They went out to London. Uh, not that anybody really cared. I don't think in London, it was more for they, the fans they, to go out they there. They the Sox. Yeah. Right? And their people had like the split jerseys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was, it was, you it was would never do funky. that. You would never um, do that. They, uh, they also used, they were Red Sox home games. Uh, I believe... Uh, the games out in uh, Iowa are going to be White Sox home games. Uh, another thing they're they're doing, I think it starts in about two weeks, is the uh, Players Week, where they come up with goofy names on the back of their jerseys and nicknames or whatever. Like and, he hate me from yeah XFL? yeah okay stupid stupid stuff like that yeah um that's just to draw more attention get the younger fan more involved. I don't think it really does anything. Uh, the biggest problem. Is the hear screenshots being taken? I'm so pumped. Is the uh, uh, speed of the game? Yeah, uh, a lot of people are complaining it takes too long, which it does. Uh, you're not really going to be able to cut down on commercials. No network's yeah. going to be doing that. Um, they're trying to. They eliminated the uh, intentional walk, which did nothing. 
Um, how, how do you eliminate that? They just, the manager comes out and is like, oh, you want to walk you, this guy? And you don't just, have to throw. Yeah, you, he you just, just walks the first place. Please base. walk him. Got it. Okay. Um, the, the best way to eliminate time from the game would be to get the batters in the box. Don't let them leave the box. Well, you say when they grab their crotch. Yeah, back you know, up Nomar and... Garcia Parra like changing yeah. his gloves eighty-seven yeah. times and. Uh, what are you like, giving him a yellow card or a red card like a, like I a don't know. soccer you, game or something? I mean, you gotta give him a warning. You can find these guys, but I mean, how much are you gonna find them that's really gonna mean anything? It's for their own best interest. I mean, they're getting massive contracts, but you think right. like eventually it's gonna start catching up. I feel maybe not. I don't know, but these guys they need to speed up the pace of play. So what would you do to help solve that problem? Do you have any ideas? I mean, is there anything you think that MLB could be doing to fix this? I mean, they they, they have to come up with some sort of like penalty system. Yeah. I mean, you step out of the box or you're allowed per at bat so many, you know, you can step out of the box so many times. Yeah. Um, if you step out more than the allotted time, uh, you get an extra strike or who knows, I don't know, something that hurts the team or hurts you. Yeah. You know, cause baseball players care about the statistics. Absolutely. And if they get one more strike on them, you know, that that's going to lower the statistics. Um, that motivate them. Yeah, that I might motivate them. I don't know. You you could try the fining thing. That's probably not going to do anything. Uh, but that is what's going to speed up the game is get the batters in the box, get the pitchers to throw the ball. Um, I know they've talked about a pitch clock. I mean, I've heard rumblings of that, but I didn't yeah, know they were going to. There are some pitchers that are slow. I I would say a majority of them are decent, decent. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Another rule that they're coming up with next year, which I don't agree with, is I think once a pitcher comes in, uh, they have to face a minimum three batters. I don't see that really speeding up the game too much. Uh, it's just another gimmick to make people think that the game's going to speed up. Really, it takes away some of the strategy of the game. Uh, you could argue that it adds a different type of strategy, uh, but it basically will eliminate the lefty specialist from a bullpen that comes in, faces one guy, and uh, his one job is to strike him out. Uh, that guy won't exist anymore because they're not going to bring this lefty specialist up and then he gets his one guy and he still has to face two more guys that, yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I got to ask you, I don't know if you've seen this or follow the NBA that much, but, uh, have, you know, NBA free agency is in full throat and it's just – it's amazing, but there's this new thing that's coming up that's called the NBA shoe free agency. So, you know, NBA players get massive shoe contracts. That's like their big thing, right? Apparently, in October 1st, I'm reading this article from ESPN, uh, They all the contracts expire, depending on how long you sign for or whatever, right? So they have a shoe free agency for these guys. I'm not, I'm not making this up. You have a 60-day window, an advanced window to talk to other, you know, Team, not teams, excuse me, uh, brands, Adidas or whatever. And these guys are, I mean, they're making millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. That's yeah. insane. I, I have not heard of this. Uh, I, this is Shoe-free agency. Shoe-free agency, yeah. okay. I wish. There's a, a really good story. I read it on ESPN. This was years ago, but basically uh, it was when Steph Curry was up for his shoe deal. Uh, he originally was with uh, Nike or somebody, but Under Armour got him, and that was huge for Under Armour because they really hadn't been in the basketball game yet. Yeah. And that much in for shoes because, like, yes, Under Armour makes football cleats, but nobody buys football cleats to wear out. Like, yeah, you wear basketball right. shoes out, so that's why Jordans are so successful. Um, basically, 
Under Armour did a guerrilla warfare campaign and signed a guy who was a, like a fringe NBA player, played at ODU, Old Dominion University, got signed with the Warriors, and then his agent started brokering a deal and essentially introduced Under Armour to Steph Curry. And they started sending this guy a bunch of free stuff, like tons and tons of swag, and he would it would be delivered to his locker. So Steph and Clay and everybody else in the Warriors locker room would see this guy who's like not a great NBA player getting all this stuff and be like, wait, why is this guy getting all this stuff? Yeah. Under Armour must be awesome. And then Under Armour ended up signing this guy and they rewarded the scrub player by giving him like a contract for life. Oh my so God. it worked out for all parties. <laughs> Kevin Durant, this is a, just to kind of give you a gauge of the market, signed a 10-year deal for $300 million with Under Armour in 2015. That's awesome. 30 a year. Yeah. That's got to be, that's, a, that's comparable to his... Contract in the NBA. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right, are you ready? Are you ready, Fab? I am ready. All right. This is my favorite segment by far. Oh, uh, before we do that, let's uh, open our last beer. We're doing the Orange Cream Ale. It's a nitro brew from that Breckenridge Brewery I was talking about earlier. It's awesome. I had it before. It's not as good as that Mandarin beer. But here we go. Oh, Whoa. Oh, that's my. healthy. Can you, I don't yeah. Need a towel from the bathroom. <laughs> Well, that beard just exploded everywhere. I feel like uh, I feel like we should shotgun that, Mr. Fab. What do you think? Yeah, I uh, depending on how you look at it, you could either call it a strong start or a strong finish. Because I mean, once you <laughs> cracked it, there was just so much foam coming out of it. It's like, all over the place. It's like fireworks. Yeah, I couldn't contain it. You, you think Baker to... Mayfield could drink that? I think he could. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers would probably take about half an hour to down this. What sixteen ounces? He politely put his finger up there yeah, while he, he was would. Yeah, he it. would. Baker would down it uh, probably four to five seconds and then throw the beer and. What do you think would happen if he bit the can? I well, see that's the thing. Can you have he... two people bite the can at the same time and shotgun the beer together? Ooh, Ooh. it would take a lot of a lot of teamwork. It has to be on the same page yeah. for sure. Maybe we'll start a video cast of this and we'll we'll try to do that yeah. next time. All right. Um, so we're drinking this beer, last beer, and now for our favorite weekly segment, uh, Misconnections from New York. Good All right. God. Coming at you live from New York City, the city that never sleeps, this is a man seeking a woman. Woman with dog tattoo, Femi Cootie Show, Midtown East. You, beautiful woman of possible Asian, Filipino, or Polynesian descent, I am guessing, sorry. You had a tattoo of a dog, <laughs> terrier on left shoulder blade, dot, dot, dot. You had a black jumper and white sneakers. You were dancing by the front right side of stage. Me, on crutches with broken foot behind the barricade. <laughs> Gray shorts, black cap. I saw you walking with your friends by 72nd and Park after the show. We smiled at each other. I wish I had introduced myself. If you see this, please say hello. I really hope we can get some of these people hooked up together. I feel like maybe the attention we can bring? Like, yeah. That I is mean, creepy. Because... Obviously, this girl's dancing all over the place and running around in a black jumper and white sneakers. The kind of guy she's looking for is probably the one on crutches with a Obviously. Foot. Oh, yeah. They have so much in common. That's hot, yeah. dude. That's hot. Yeah. All right, next one. Home Depot in East Elmhurst. It was just now. Say, saw you at Home Depot looking at my pants. Up for meeting and off today. Reach out and let's plan. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a motivated person. <laughs> like, not lay, let's reach out and do something. Reach out, let's plan. Let's plan. Let's no, plan. He's, yeah, he's a thoughtful guy. Yeah, he wants to make sure. Not can... a big improv guy. Like, no. they're going to have an agenda and yeah. they're going to accomplish Well, I mean, he shops at a Home Depot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, probably, he definitely showed up at Home Depot with a list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he wasn't yeah. just cruising Probably a tape aisles. measure. Yeah. He probably has a nice calendar at his house. Like, his whole day is just planned out. Like, <laughs> wake up and do all this stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I cleared my schedule. Let's go. Let's plan. 
All right, uh, here's another good one. Uh, looking for Dom Daddy. I used to come to your place to be force feminized in a lot of satin and silk. You were very verbal. I'm 35, 6, 180, very smooth, clean, safe, and discreet. I would love to reconnect. Okay, can you go over those numbers? 35 yeah, and then 35, comma? Yeah, comma, 6, wait. comma, 180, comma. Oh, so six that's foot. 35 years oh. old, 6 foot, 180 pounds. A force feminized, so at first, like, it sounds like it's a girl, but if you're being force feminized, does that make you a man? I mean, 6 foot, 180 pounds, that's a big girl. Oh, yeah. I was hoping the 6 uh, meant something else. Yeah. Just that's yeah. often. <laughs> they, 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 unfortunately, they don't have quotation marks, one or two next to it, so you can't tell if it's feet or inches, but uh, <laughs> assuming it's feet. But the fact that it says very smooth, clean, safe, and discreet means I think this was a professional deal and yeah. somebody was getting paid. But I'm glad that they threw in a lot of satin and silk. Yeah, I wonder how much that – is that come with like dental? Does it make a lot of money on that? It could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I mean dental benefits are usually included in this sort of thing. <laughs> Probably need it. Yeah. In fact, they're obviously – a lot of times they're requested. It's something that's negotiated beforehand. All right, uh, next one. Walking your dad, walking your dog in Inwood slash Washington Heights. Oh. You were walking a small dog on Monday in the rain on Seaman and Isham. Standing by the sidewalk by the street, I looked around for a second, noticed you in the park. You must have dragged the poor thing for 15 yards because when I looked up for my phone again, 10 seconds later, your pup was relieving itself directly across the sidewalk, which was pretty close since no one else was around. Then he was slowly bent over to clean up making sure to face me, comma, sort of. <laughs> you had an ass for days, and those daisy dukes could barely cover it. Were you just showing me what I can't have, or that you know what it means to have fun? Question mark. I love the detail. Yeah. He puts it, like, when do they write them? Do they just, they see this, and they run upstairs immediately, go on their computer, and, and they type? They have to. I want, him, I want her to write him and be like, yeah, no, this is what you can't have. And that's yeah. all. <laughs> you were correct. Your first assumption was correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would like to think that these guys are, like, taking notes on their iPhone, like, writing a notes thing. Like, yeah. All right, save for later. Very important <laughs> is the title. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Oh, all right. God. I admire your hill climbing on the Upper West Side. We see each other often at NYSC on the UWS. I know, uh, oh, is NYSC New York subway system? No, sports. Oh, yeah, because I guess subway system would be SS. Yeah. Sports Center. It's like a. It's a. Gym, okay. On the UWS's Upper West Side. Yeah. Nice. That Got that sense. one. All right. You are a super nice guy, and I proposed being workout buddies a couple of times after having admired your hill climbing. I understand why that's not ideal for you, but though I am not attracted to guys, I find myself drawn to you. If you ever just wanted a relaxing massage after your workout some Friday, I'd enjoy that. I am not at all looking for sex, but I will admit I am attracted to you. Dash, dash. Maybe envious of your physique and stamina. I am totally hygienic, and I'm just looking to hang out and admire you. Key point. <laughs> this would absolutely stay platonic, so no need to worry. I just want to appreciate you. In the very unlikely event that you actually see this, reply with something specific about both of us or what we have discussed recently so that I know it's you and not a random responder. What are the chances that stays platonic? Yeah, I mean... It's clearly, when, zero, right? when you're up front and say, I am not looking for sex, and it will absolutely stay platonic, I think that pretty much locks it in. Like, yeah. no way is that going to go anywhere else other than just a couple of friends. Like, when you say, fun. I don't mean to be a dick, and you're going to say something else, yeah. like, you are going to be, be a dick. Right. This is not, this is not, oh, this would be fully platonic. Uh, I don't think so. Not that we would, but I feel as though we could catfish this person, because it says, talk about, uh, respond with what we talked about, and I can 
you know, send an email and be like, yes, yeah, so we were talking about how hot it was outside. The weather was crazy. And this guy would be like, whoa, it's you. <laughs> Bro, can next we, episode. Can we add this into our thing where we start catfishing? Like, we'll pick the best one and we'll catfish it. And then the next week, we'll see if it, we got something. Yeah, maybe we'll get some bites. Who knows? That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Next, next one. We'll do that next week. We'll start that next week. That's going to be great. Title is Gave You My Instagram in Fort Greene. I was on the N train with you last night. You said yes to coffee at my stop, and I quickly told you my Instagram. I didn't hear from you, so hope you see this and we can connect. I feel dumb for not just staying on the train until the next stop to exchange numbers. Hmm. Hmm. So they exchange Instagrams and haven't heard from each other. Clearly, the guy's like playing hard to get, and he doesn't want to just give it out on Instagram. And he's looking for you to slide into the Craigslist misconnections. <laughs> yeah, that's the good backup. That's yeah. what like, you got to prove yourself. Do yeah. you really want it? <laughs> <laughs> slid into the dms didn't yeah. work go to misconnection exactly. that's, that's it's a, not like you have a direct way to communicate you need to put something out there for everyone to see that's a hail mary all right and this one just grabbed me because of the title the plumber oh, westchester oh god yes i absolutely love your plumber's crack view i get every time you work here <laughs> if you see this today come over and fix the stopper on the tub while you're working on it i'll use my tongue or i can hold your pipe too okay what wait what's so, the uh, euphemism for stopper on the tub uh well i think sometimes you know there's fluid in the tub water whatever and then you have to put something there so that it doesn't go no i'm saying like i thought that was like a term for something else she or they want to lick his well, crack well that's what i'm well, saying like a, it would be a butt plug yeah yes that's yeah, what yeah, i was got it, got it, got it, getting yeah, at yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i'm aware that you understand what the stopper yeah. on the tub actually <laughs> I was like wow right. that's what i was right trying now. to create the metaphor yeah. for a butt plug. no that's yeah a, that's a great metaphor or I can hold your pipe too. Huh. I wonder what that could be. Yeah, possibly. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one. This one caught me completely off guard. <laughs> the title is Let's Stroke Together in Rigo Park or Forest Hills. <laughs> Any guys in the area looking for a buddy to stroke with from time to time, hit me up. White, clean cut, professional looking for others in the same situation. Let's get off. <laughs> All right. Rally was awesome, but uh, New York is fire. Yeah. yeah. This is great. He, he doesn't even know anyone. This is not yeah. a misconnection. Yeah. yeah. That's what a lot of these ones that I've seen are. They're not misconnections. They're just people looking for people. To They're looking for connections. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because everyone's desperate. On that. Right. Yeah, so, oh, uh, are they desperate, though? Nah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Would you call somebody who's another dude just getting on Craigslist and looking for other dudes to stroke together with? Desperate? I, was, I was more thinking of the person that slid into the DMs, didn't work, and should have rode the train longer. Yeah. So I'm on this connections now. Right. Yeah, like that's pretty desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. God, that's my favorite thing. Dude, man. we're starting this catfishing thing. That is going to be our weekly catfish. Could be. It could be uh, some... Well, not that one. That one's way too easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you want to take the stroke together one, that's your prerogative. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. some of these people would probably buy a plane ticket and come out here. Either way. What's up, bro? Are we going to stroke or what? <laughs> Are you stroking yourself? Yanks you... game's on at five. We better hurry. Yeah, who's stroking who? Yeah, exactly. No, you're just watching the game and you got yourself. It's fine. It's, uh, like, a, it's like a group activity. It's nice. How'd you guys, uh, what'd you guys think of the beer? It was good. I mean, like I said, an exciting start to it, but uh, the actual taste is pretty good. I'm not usually a nitro stout sort of person, but yeah. this one, it's not overly, you know, Guinnessy or thick. When I, I drank them last week the first time and I drank. The other one first, right? This orange blossom, and it was just blew my mind. And I drank this, and I was completely underwhelmed. I just feel like the orange blossom tastes like what this one should taste like. It tastes like a creamsicle to mm-hmm. me, almost. It does, yeah. And this one just tastes like a, um, I don't know, like a 
watered down version, basically. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you switched them around, I probably have a little bit of a different opinion on yeah. the orange cream ale. But since we had the orange blossom first, uh, I agree. The orange cream ale was kind of a letdown. I should probably have done it differently. I should have yeah. done that one first. It wasn't bad. It just yeah, it wasn't you know. bad. But it, I mean, the orange blossom is definitely better. I, I would suggest anyone to go pick that up. It's an awesome beer. When you pour this orange cream ale though in a glass, it looks just like a Guinness. It's really cool. It kind of looks mm-hmm. like an orangey, obviously looking beer. And it does the foam, like crazy Guinness foam thing. It's really, really, really neat. So Also explodes all over your leg in the ground. So that's really, really yeah, that's don't, a, don't tell my wife. That'd be great. Yeah. I just want to know what happens because it says you have to open and wait five seconds. I want to know what happens if you open and chug immediately. Like, I mean, let's do it, man. Let's, let's shotgun this thing yeah, next week. In the name of science. Science. And Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, Three Beers 2. Stay tuned after this. We're going to wrap up uh, Final Thoughts. And uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Make sure you use the hashtag Free Beers too. Tell us about your favorite thing, uh, preseason or whatever you're looking forward to. And thank you very much. All right. Did you see that? that could be our final segment. Hitting dingers. <laughs> dingers. All right. So, all right, boys, let's hit some dingers. Everybody's got. Uh, you got a timer? Yeah. Why all right. Do I? Yeah. All right, boys. Let's do our final segment. It's called Hitting Dingers. So we'll each get a minute talk about one thing that we near and dear to us this week. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up. So for me, I'm, I'm going to talk about what I'm watching tonight. Tampa Bay versus Pitt or uh, Minnesota versus New Orleans. I think I'm going to watch that Minnesota-New Orleans game. It's a rematch of uh, two years ago, right? Two years ago of the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the Hail Mary at the, the end. Yeah, you got to watch that game. I know Drew Brees isn't going to play, but still, like the other game, Tampa Bay versus Pitt, I, I just don't find much interest in that. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped that preseason's back. I love football so much, and just watching even the four-string guys was so much fun last night. And uh, this is awesome. I'm really, really really pumped, and uh, thanks, guys, for for coming out. Yeah. Uh, One thing I was super impressed with is what ESPN took on board. They debuted the Ocho on ESPN2 this week. I think it was on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. A throwback to the Dodgeball movie starring Vince Vaughn, a classic underdog story. Classic underdog story. Of average Joes uh, overcoming adversity and beating the, uh, the Globo Gym led by White Goodman. Anyway, ESPN 8 for Obscure Sports. I watched some marbles, which wasn't just like marble shooting, but it was Olympic events being competed in by marbles. So you had guys going downhill. And by guys, I mean marbles. Other ones going off-roading and stuff. (laughs) This guy had like 16 different teams of marbles that he would then race against each other. And he had referees that were white and black marbles. And it it was impressive. There was also some dodgeball. There was... Cherry pit spitting, I believe. Oh, I mean, that's... All sorts of stuff, just the obscure sports. And, I mean, for one day, everybody was tuning in, because on a Tuesday in August, what are people going to do, you know? Well, tune in to ESPN 8, the Ocho. Right, exactly. And Good watch for you guys. Sports. So Good that was pretty cool. Yeah. I hope they do it again. I've always said that uh, when they do their megacast, their simulcast of the college football championship game every year, yeah, and they have, like, eight different channels. They have ESPN Classic, ESPN News, ESPN2, ESPN, ABC... And each one's different. The ABC broadcast is the national one with the normal announcers. But then they have, like, the coaches one. Then they have a couple of players. And they have one from one team and one from another. Yeah. I've always said that they should have the announcers from Dodgeball do another one. Jason Bateman and the other guy. As as Cotton Mather and uh, whatever that – what Jason Bateman's – you know, bold move Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bold strategy Cotton. Exactly. I think he has to work that in every time. Yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah. great. But I think that would be awesome to have them actually call a live game in character. He's got no balls, Cotton. Just saying, ESPN. Think about it. Think about <laughs> it. 
<laughs> Siege. All right, mine, uh, last week, uh, I was pretty down on the Yankees. Um, yeah, yeah, you were. I said that I hated the Mets. <laughs> I don't really hate the Mets. Uh, they're okay. Um, I said they weren't in contention. Uh, probably said a couple other things. But uh, actually, the Mets are only a half a game out uh, from the wild guard now. They are actually tied uh, in the loss section with Milwaukee for the wild card. Three in the loss section uh, from Washington, who's got the number one wild card spot. So really, uh, congrats to the Mets, I guess, for making back. Uh, they've won like six in a row, like, uh, I don't know, like 12 of their last 13 or something yeah. crazy like that. That's impressive. Um, so their season starts today. Uh, Marcus Stroman. <laughs> classic. Um, we'll see what they can do. Yeah. Um, go Mets, I guess. Go Mets. Go Mets. That's the great. real New York team. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, well, thanks for turning in, tuning into Three Beers 2.